0: Alright, I'm Dan, and welcome to the Stage Fright Podcast, where we talk mental health while working in creative industries. Today on the show, I'm talking to singer-songwriter Nia Nichols. She signed to a record label. Mm. Oh my gosh, she must be a millionaire. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it's not quite how nah. that works. We talk about the small misconceptions about record labels and what it's like recording a record in Nashville.
1: I mean, the first time I recorded in Nashville, I was about 16.
0: And how the Nashville scene is just a completely different breed.
1: They had this piece of paper yes. and they were doing the number method. I was looking at it thinking well, what is this? What are they writing?
0: We talk about how Nia knew she wanted to be a singer.
1: I was such a shy child, I Mm. couldn't even speak. But I knew I really wanted to be a performer, Mm. so I thought well I have to get over this somehow.
0: And having the support around her that really helps. I don't think a lot of people could do music full time if they didn't have supportive parents or supportive friends. All the questions we get asked Why aren't you on top of the pops? Yeah. Because that show hasn't been running for about 20 years. The difference between an artist and a session guy's Patreon.
1: Paintings for instance, because that is going to take up a chunk (laughs) of your time. (laughs) Like, I mean why?
0: (laughs) I've started writing songs with Nia, so I wanted to talk to her about my anxieties with that. Well, she knows what a good song is, so she's either going to like this or not. This is the Stage Fright podcast. Here's Nia Nichols. Is that as loud as you talk? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You have just suddenly Hello. got really. Hello.
1: Just Hello. Just quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Um, How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I love how now we've got to start a podcast, even though we've been hanging out for about two hours. Like, I
1: know. Hey, like, how are you? Like, You're right. <laughs> act like we haven't even like met yet. I yeah. know.
0: This is like the the second time we've sort of met
1: yeah this second time first time was very brief though first
0: time was brief you yeah was rehearsing yeah. yeah how is it with those guys i love like oh, the pen fans they're cool, oh they?
1: they're awesome yeah i love working with them because i mean i've had a few bands before and they've all been fun and a good experience but i don't know working with those guys i don't even have to think about anything because they're so on it so i love it
0: and they just shut up and get you know what
1: they get there before me they're like oh we need to do this before i even have a chance to say oh can we try it this way they've already done it i love it
0: (laughs) mate john john was sort of like when i was growing up there was a guy called drew low who's done a podcast before and then he was my hero now he's a mate, so he's not a hero anymore. <laughs> and then uh, when Drew was growing up, John was his sort of hero. Oh, so it's quite nice. nice to have that little like ladder. Oh, but yeah, cool. anyway, I'm here with Nia Nichols. So if you'd like to explain what you do, like yeah. what you do in the in the music industry, yeah. I'm going to get rid of this chewing gum because oh, that doesn't ASMR. sound <laughs> if you,
1: if you have All right. Okay, so I'm a singer-songwriter. I've been writing and performing since I was about 11, and I'm 22 now, so quite a while, and I'm also signed to a little independent record company outside of London, and I pretty much just perform gigs solo with just me and my guitar, and also with my band as well, Uh, so that's what I've really been doing the past few years, and also writing a lot I kind of consider myself more of a songwriter than oh, anything else yeah yeah I love writing songs that's the best bit in it yeah and you said earlier you're a lyric person yeah and so am I and I just yeah I love it
0: and it, the, the, the good thing about songwriting is there's no one behind you yeah. telling you what to do like when, yeah. when I'm sat here mixing and the band are behind me mm-hmm. oh can we have the the bass louder can we have the like just let <laughs> me get to that bit before I haven't even touched on the bass yet but mm-hmm. when you're writing songs when you're writing songs it is just you in a room and it could happen at 3am it yeah. could happen at 3pm you know it, there's no rules. to inspiration
1: strikes you gotta you
0: gotta, you gotta go jump. for
1: it yeah so this
0: this podcast is about it's called stage fright and um it's about dealing with anxiety depression mental health in while working in the music industry because a lot of people will look at what you do and they'll be like oh she all she does is sit on stage for an hour like <laughs> what, what she got to moan about but mm. like you know, oh,
1: there's a lot. There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> there's
0: a lot behind the thing. So, I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but you're signed to a record label. So, mm-hmm. with your working relationship with them, are they are they great to work with? Are they do they dictate what you kind of have to write, or do they make the job easier?
1: You know, what to be honest, being signed to them, I mean, you always hear these horror stories with record labels. How they, you know, they don't want you working with anybody else outside mm-hmm. of that their company, and they don't want you performing here, and they don't want you doing that. You know, this company have been really flexible with me. They let me do whatever I want, whoever, mm. like work with whoever I want outside of Unique. Um, and in terms of songs, you know, I'm the only country artist signed to them. So um, that's quite interesting the songs I present to them and what they do like and what maybe they're yeah. not keen on. But they've never been, they've never said, oh, no, we hate that. You need to stop being country. Yeah. They've never said that because they knew what they were signing that's up cool. for when yeah, they signed great. me. So yeah, it's been, it's been nice to work with them and also just a learning experience because i'd never been signed before mm-hmm. um so it's kind of a good thing to put on your cv and yeah, <laughs> say that yeah. you had that and have that and i've also been lucky enough to work with some really cool producers from there Great. and that's been really interesting as well yeah, is that,
0: that's the other thing as well when people see that an artist is oh she signed to a record label mm. oh oh my gosh, she must be a millionaire and you're like, <laughs> yeah it's not quite how no. that works <laughs> yeah Uh, of everything in the industry, what do you get most anxious about? What is the thing you kind of overthink? Do you like playing shows?
1: You know, I do, but it's interesting that you say that because I was such a shy child i I mm. couldn't even speak to anybody that wasn't my mum and my dad when i was younger i was just terrified but i knew i really wanted to be a performer Mm. so i thought well i have to get over this somehow so i scripted everything i did on stage from you know hand movements to what i say amazing songs and i just not enough people do that no i know and and people think oh you know it comes naturally on stage Mm. some people it doesn't Mm. and it really didn't for me uh so that helped me sort of overcome that and i do feel more comfortable talking in between songs now things come more naturally to me but i have found the past couple years where i've been working with different bands and playing maybe like bigger shows or bigger venues there's more pressure. Mm. And I find that quite nerve wracking now. So that, I enjoy it when I'm there, but it's the build up to it. Yeah. Thinking, how many people are going to be there? Yes. Right? How many tickets are we going to sell? Yeah. What's the sound going to be like on the night? And I just overthink everything. And that's made that part a little less enjoyable for me. But then after the show, I love it. Mm. I look back on it on like videos and everything. And I think, oh man, that was so. Well, but during,
0: during the show, because I know mm. the podcast is called Stage Fright, but being on stage is normally the least frightening part of the whole yeah. thing because you're kind of, especially as a session guy. Like, if if I go on stage and I'm unprepared, mm. I've not done my job properly. So that mm. that would be horrible. So when I'm on stage, it's like, okay, I've done the job. I've done the rehearsals. I've done all that yeah. bit. The stage is the fun bit. But as an artist. That mm. must be a different thing because you're yeah. writing these songs and people are judging you for your songs, whereas yeah. people are, you know, judging me for playing a guitar part that say you would have written. Like, mm. so it's not. I just feel like, oh, I've kind of done my job. Yeah. But as an artist, people are looking at you, going, "Okay, all right, entertain me then."
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's interesting because when I'm on stage, uh, I always hear people, uh, like musicians, say, "Oh man, you know, you feel, you don't. What, what is it that they say? I can't think of the phrase." It's very exhilarating and they love it. There's nothing quite like being on a stage. Mm -hmm. But when I'm on stage with a band, especially acoustically, I'm fine. I'm Mm -hmm. chill. With a band, I'm more concentrating on what everyone's doing around me. Mm. And then I'm focusing on what I'm doing. And I do enjoy it, but I'm more thinking of what I need to do next. Because to be honest, even though I love performing and I knew I always wanted to be a performer growing up, I'm not naturally... Uh, extroverted, I suppose. Yeah. I have to train myself to be that. So I see some people on stage throwing themselves around, and I'm like, "Oh, I wish I could yeah. do that." But I'm so, oh, I'm thinking about every are you self- move. Are you I'm very making. self-critical? Oh a hundred percent really well you're an artist you've got to be, you otherwise have to you, be. <laughs> otherwise you're I mean not if you're artist. not then it's like what you know you think you're yeah. god's gift don't you yeah. so you gotta you gotta be self-critical but yeah I do enjoy being on stage but I'm also thinking about what I am doing and what everyone around me is doing okay. and then afterwards when I look back and I think oh that was so much fun yeah. like the crowd were really enjoying it and yeah. I did everything I was meant to do but at the time i'm too focused on everything else to think about yeah.
0: it <laughs> yeah i guess that
1: so you know it's one of what, those things
0: what about in the rehearsal room are you very are you a bossy artist that says <laughs> right you're playing that part you're doing that part or i are don't you, you, you know you what, i don't think do what i am. No?
1: i think i'm pretty chill and especially with the guys i'm working with now uh they they do get there before i get the chance to say anything so if i do want something a bit different they they do it different before i can yeah. even mention it great uh, and so i don't consider myself a bossy person and i think with the last few bands that i have had um we've all sort of been in line with each mm. other we all think the same way yeah um so that's been really handy and, and that's really
0: what good. you want you want good session guys yeah. that they know what you want before yeah. you do you know, yeah and they exactly. can just shut up and get on with it yeah <laughs> What's the worst show you ever played?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. This is so funny. Um, I was about 20, maybe 1920. And I was in my second, yeah, I was 19, second year of uni. And I was asked by this guy on Facebook if I would be his support act at uh the bath vaults uh in bath and it's such a cool venue it's really oh, nice I've never, never played that. it's so interesting you just go like it's a pub and then you go downstairs into the vaults oh nice it, it's really cool
0: it sounds cold
1: <laughs> oh it is yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it is just cold. sounds cold <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was there performing with my two guitarists and yeah it was great but the guy who i was opening up for he was definitely on something and definitely under the influence and everything was so unorganized. He barely spoke to me. He barely got through one song in his set. He kept stopping, having a go no. at people in the audience. And the people that were in the Having audience, a go at people in the audience? There were like four people in the audience oh and like God. they were all my friends. Because <laughs> he didn't promote it. Yeah. Um, and it was crazy because I went upstairs to the, the guy who owns it, owns the venue, and I said, look, this guy downstairs, he's hired me to be a support act. Um, he definitely seems like he's on drugs. Like genuinely, he seems like it. He's threatening people in the audience. He's getting up, (laughs) running around. He's just being ridiculous. And the the guy, the owner was, he said, Oh, it's nothing to do with me. You know, down in the vaults, that's he's hired it for the night. So it's nothing to do with me. And the guy was meant to pay me the, uh, headliner. And I said to him after the gig, we were all upstairs and he was being very rude and quite, like ooh, threatening. And I said, Look, you know, how do you want to like pay us? Do you want bank transfer, whatever? And he said, oh, Paid? You don't get paid? What? <laughs> he was really not okay. He was unwell for sure. Oh and God. I think some guy just dragged me away from him. He said, Just stay away from him because he seems kind of dangerous. But yeah, I mean, my. Me and my guitarist, we did well, it was good, good set. But he was just, he didn't even have a sound guy to do a sound, so one of my friends had to do it. And um, he sold tickets for 20 pounds no and pounds. then and then he didn't even charge anyone that came in, but who was going to pay twenty pounds for that? You know, mm. uh, so that was kind of a. Do blessing you remember his in name?
0: Disguise. You don't have to say it on the podcast. Do I
1: don't remember his name. His name
0: was Ed Sheeran.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. Do you know who that was? Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't remember his name, but I think I did have to kind of do the rounds to artists and say, "Look, genuinely, stay away from him if he contacts you." Because it wasn't even that he was obviously on something; it was the fact that he was quite threatening as well, mm. and you know, it was kind of dangerous. So, yeah, that was the worst gig I've ever performed, and hilarious looking back. But...
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus, yeah. But then yeah. that's not that's not anything to do with you. That's just the circumstance true, of the gig. True. It's not like you turned up and everyone was heckling you, or whatever. you've that's ever had a heckler. True
1: no i haven't actually
0: i've
1: had one. Oh no really
0: yeah I, I, was, I was playing this gig years ago in salisbury and um i that blue guitar there right i was playing oh, yeah. that and for some reason the guy in the crowd just hated that guitar he was just like you got shit guitar mate and i was like okay <laughs> and i was playing we were playing like i don't know we, we thought we were biffy Clyro, but we weren't <laughs> and so we were playing and we thought we were doing well and then ev- between every song there was like you know, eight people in the room. One of them at the back. He had a cowboy hat on, which is weird. <laughs> um, and he just started shouting at me, going, "Nice guitar! Now learn how to play it!" And oh I was like, "Oh!" God. And I was really like, just taken back by because I've never had a heckler yeah. before. And I was like, "Ah, oh, oh, thanks, mate." Like, yeah. And I just went, do? oh, you've got a great hat." <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> and that 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 moment, um so I've probably said this before on the podcast, but if I wasn't doing music, apart from doing. A board game cafe oh
1: yeah
0: because apparently i make good coffee yeah you do you've
1: got the frothy milk and i yeah. saw it and thought oh yeah he's he must have worked at a coffee shop at he some knows point what he's doing.
0: <laughs> now my mate jess got me that um oh, for nice. a christmas present yeah. shout out jess shout out to jess we call it the jesspresso machine <laughs> anyway uh yeah and if so if i wasn't doing a board game cafe or music i'd love to do stand-up i'd love to be a stand-up mm-hmm. comedian but there is such a difference between just being a funny guy and going on stage and being yeah. funny because people have turned up to a stand-up night to go right go on then make me laugh yeah. whereas people turn up to a music night and they you know they'll either like the music or not yeah. but if you don't make someone laugh when they've turned up to be a thing
1: oh, there's hecklers.
0: and that's what mm. terrifies me
1: that's so true that i don't think i can handle that no. i don't think i've ever had a heckler i've been quite lucky but i kind of think as well I suppose because I'm a girl, that might be a bit different. I, I I get people shouting stuff out at gigs, but they're never anything yeah. negative. But I suppose with guys, I think they can get away with it, you know? They think they're oh, is it more like, macho, you know? Is
0: it like, whew, kind of stuff?
1: Oh, no, not even that. that. I mean, like, to be honest, I've been very fortunate with the people who I've performed in front of. They're very lovely and very supportive and oh, nice. Oh, great. So I've never had anything inappropriate, but I can totally see, like... Oh my gosh, yeah, mm. guys getting heckled a lot just yeah. with rude rude stuff. That's just not nice.
0: Yeah. So we we just chatted about this a little a little before we turned the mics on, but I started a Patreon yesterday
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's just a minefield of like yeah. what do you do you've got a patreon account i do yeah and you've kind of said that you've put a bit too much in your patreon (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so so you get a load of people going yeah we'll pay you x amount a month and then Mm -hmm. you've got a so what have you got to do in your patreon
1: okay well i set it up about probably two years ago now um and I, i set it up because i wanted to film a music video and get a photo shoot done for one of my singles and i suppose everyone who was joined up on my Facebook and Instagram, they, they knew what I was raising money for. So they all wanted to help me. Yeah. And so I had three tiers. I had my three pound tier, which I think was a YouTube video on how I wrote a certain song. Um, my £5 tier was a watercolour painting postcard because I had a watercolour painting set for Christmas, <laughs> nice, <laughs> so I wanted, nice. to, wanted to use it. Um, and then my I had a £15 tier, which was a handwritten lyric sheet of one of my songs. And I just underestimated how many people were going to yeah. sign up to the £15 tier. And I had about 20 people sign up to my Patreon and practically all of them signed up to the lyric sheet tier and so I had to write 20 lyric sheets every month and they take a long time (laughs) they really because I wasn't just writing out my song on a piece of paper I was doing that plus you know doodling like putting sort of painting stuff around it making it look pretty and yeah it just killed me off so I haven't started up my Patreon since I kind of shut it down because I wasn't I didn't need it for anything Um,
0: was it the workload that kind of you you kind of got a bit under pressure with
1: oh yeah because I mean by the time I finished one
0: because don't get us wrong I mean you obviously love doing it
1: yeah but yeah and i you, wanted and to you're be grateful creative for, and,
0: yeah and you're obviously grateful yeah. for everyone that's on yeah. your patreon yeah. but it's just the fact of oh no now i've, I've got made all that this mistake work. yeah <laughs> i thought three people were gonna sign exactly. up to this but, yeah. but
1: you know i have really great supporters and they all knew what i was raising money for and so they wanted to support me as much as they could and i'm so grateful for, for that but it was my mistake because i put too much in my tears and i started doing research on other artists and their patreons yeah and they do like minimum oh, that's stuff what i haven't done there, actually tiers.
0: i haven't looked at anyone else's paper. yeah well it's a
1: it's a good idea too because then you get ideas yeah, of what they do idea. and what they don't do so like i don't really know any artist that does like paintings for instance because i was yeah. gonna take up a chunk <laughs> Pain- of your time <laughs> like i mean that's why <laughs> why did i do that and but you know like People don't because it takes up a chunk of your time, but they do videos and they do... Uh, yeah, videos are I get. knew one girl, well, I don't know her personally, but my friend in Memphis, he was telling me about an artist who he had signed up to her patreon and she sends a postcard to all of her patrons wherever she is in the country because she tours all the time yeah so she might be in california so yeah. every month they'll get a postcard from her and it will have california on it or oh that's cool yeah it was but a then, really cool idea how
0: many is there how many of them is she doing a month you know in sending know. those out like
1: i i feel like she probably just says hey whatever their name is thanks for your support lots of love yeah hmm. but and people love it. that
0: like people people do people love it. that's yeah. why they sign up to it it's yeah
1: um but yeah Patreon's I, not that
0: big in the uk
1: it's not it's, it's really not. not
0: that as big as it is in america
1: no though. and that's why i didn't expect so many people to sign yeah. up to mine which is my mistake but i will start up mine again soon hmm. but i just need to like real dial it down quite a lot because yeah it does take up a chunk of your time but very very supportive people out there yeah you know very lovely that's
0: the the difference between an artist and a session guy i i I was having a chat with um, emma swift about this and she was the one that brought it to my attention but you know during covid artists could do live streams patreons because people sign up to that artist Mm. But as a session guy who the fuck Mm. am i who's gonna like sign up to to me that's Mm. why i started all that dan's tv jam stuff and all that kind of stuff but it's it was so i'm not saying it was harder for session guys but for artists it seemed like patreon was a great thing to to be able to offer that Mm. you know those services like do a video and stuff who's going to want a video from me (laughs) look at the state of me (laughs) like who's going to want hey guys how you doing today like no no one one cares (laughs) so that that's kind of what i found quite hard during the pandemic because Mm. as soon as the gigs dry up the session guys don't don't need work whereas the artists can go and do it they can do a live stream on facebook or whatever so that's kind of what exacerbated my anxieties with the with the session stuff Mm. really
1: no i totally get that i mean i suppose with artists because they've been building up their fan base for a while then like yeah for a session guy i suppose you don't have the same fan base really but i do love that because if i work with the same guitarist for a really long time people totally recognize that guitarist and and they come up to me at gigs and they're like where is your guitarist and i'm like oh he's off today whatever so it's quite cool but i can totally see how that would be
0: difficult for you i I play for um a tv chef called james martin and i was (laughs) i was lucky enough um last year to have one of my tiktok videos go viral like like 7.8 million it's on now it's ridiculous right and um I was sat in a car park at a, uh, at a festival and the security guard walked over and I was like, oh, I'm parked in the wrong place. He's going to have a go at me. And he knocked on the window and I, and he looked in and he went, are you James Martin's keyboard player? And I was like, uh. yeah. <laughs> and he went, yeah, I've just been watching your videos on TikTok. And I was oh like, oh, amazing. Like, that is so wicked. cool. We sign up to my Patreon. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you recorded... Another thing with with you being an artist as well, people see, oh, she recorded in Nashville. Oh, wow. What's yeah. that like? She must be a millionaire. <laughs> like, this, like These misconceptions. Uh-huh. So like, um, I know a little bit about how it works in Nashville. You basically pay a studio mm-hmm. and all the musicians and they just bang out your album in like two yeah. or three days, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first time I uh, recorded in Nashville, I was about 16. And wow. um, yeah, I went in with one of my songs and I had kind of, well, I had the actual song, on my phone but it wasn't mm. like a proper yeah. demo or anything like that and so what they did was they sat me and all the other like musicians down in the room in the studio and they played my acoustic voice memo yeah, cool. out for everyone uh to listen to and all the musicians they had they just they had this piece of paper and they were doing the number method that you mentioned earlier and i was looking at it thinking what is this what are they writing yeah i can't make any sense of it and no joke they just went into their booths and play the song just like that they listen to it once
0: for anyone listening the number method is um so the the musicians will write the not necessarily the chords out but where those chords are so it say we're in e one would be an e three would be a g sharp four would be an a so they'd go right so that's one three four so then the the musicians know that okay that's an e g sharp a and like so, if oh anyone gosh. listening don't know what the number method is, that's a basic rundown of what it is.
1: Yeah, um, so interesting. I bet I
0: listen to this back later and go, "That's not what the thing." <laughs> I've, <got, laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got those completely wrong. But what was it like, like walking into a studio of musicians that you literally have never seen before and going? here's my song. Play it. Yeah. <laughs> Play it well.
1: <laughs> oh man, the first time I did it, I was very, very nervous. But you know, they're really lovely people. And the guy who owns the studio, Larry Beard, he um he's worked with so many people. Well, everyone has. Every musician in Nashville has worked with somebody famous, you know. Um, And he was so sweet and very humble. And he said, look, if you don't like anything, just let us know. It's not a big deal. We're not going to like get funny about it. yeah. And so that was the first time I recorded with them. And I went back every year until I got signed in 2020. And then I went back in 2022 and recorded my latest song, Attached, with them. And yeah, they're just really humble people, really sweet. And they just listen to you and they don't have any egos about mm-hmm. anything. They just bang out the song and if you don't like something they'll just take it out and it's fine and all the musicians they're very quiet oh yeah they they don't really say much to you but you know if you talk to them they're very like nice but they do that probably loads of times a day you know they go into different studios yeah they they record
0: probably five six seven tracks a day yeah
1: so they don't really think about it and that's so cool and i just i love how they work it's so Quick and efficient, and I love mm. that. <laughs> so yeah, it was really that, fun. That's
0: the mark of a good session guy, though. That someone that just shuts up and plays the part because mm. it's not their record. Yeah. So they just like if you want yeah. me to play, you know, one, three, five, like yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's they do, just let's do that it. They just they just do it. Yeah. Um, I learned that quite quickly. We were in France once. I was with a band and there was three of them in the band. Uh, sorry, two writers of the band and the drummer that had been with them the whole time. And then I was just a session guitarist. And we were in France and they said, oh, we want to have a rehearsal tomorrow. So you go, yeah, okay, cool. So you, you turn up to the re- rehearsal room. And they started having, um, not, not an argument, but they were like having a disagreement about which songs to play live. Like, oh, we should try this one. No, we should do this one. And the drummer was kind of going, no, I think we should do this one because it blends nicely or whatever. And I just had to sit and wait. Like, because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's my opinion worth to them? Like I'm literally just a hired gun. They're paying me to be mm. there and shut up. So if I start going, um, I think you should do this song and this song and this song, they might be like, "What is this guy like? Yeah. <laughs> He's not the artist. Like, <laughs> shut up, mate." <laughs> so, so you have to, you do land quickly yeah. just to kind of just wait yeah not play it not sit like whittling your instrument like mm. just sit in silence and just wait and yeah. they go all oh, right do you know this song this song and this song and then you say yeah even if you don't know it you go yeah I know how to play that <laughs> <laughs> and then you just kind of work it out like as yeah. they're going um oh, I love that so yeah that that sort of stuff weirdly that sort of stuff doesn't give me anxiety oh, I, I kind of right, love okay. that yeah when I first started working with Emma she um she messaged me the day before and said I've got a gig tomorrow night in London I've never met her before um are you available for a gig here's the songs see you tomorrow and I was like yep cool see you there we didn't even have a run through and sound check and then we just went on stage and played and it was like well this is the first time we've ever met and we're just like playing these songs together and I kind of love that I kind of love that the anxiety for me happens when I meet the person for the first time or I meet the artist and I'm like right I think I can play guitar that's fine (laughs) do they like me as a person (laughs) am I am I annoying them because you can just get kicked off a gig
1: like oh that you God, know if yeah. you, you
0: don't you could be the best guitarist in the world but if someone doesn't get on with you they'll just get somewhere yeah. else like, there's a thousand guitarists mm. like there's a, probably about a thousand guitarists in hampshire here that are, you know are way better than me but can they sit on a tour bus with the same four yeah. people and not piss anyone off for six weeks you
1: know? yeah that's so true because i always say that to like my parents you know i've been very lucky to have them support me through like when i started music and performing to now and I think it's really important to have a support system behind you definitely yeah. whether it's your family whether it's your best friend or like yeah. a teacher I don't even know but it's important to have somebody there that's always rooting you on
0: yeah definitely. And
1: I've had to work with again I've been very fortunate I've worked with mostly really lovely people yeah but you always get one that's just mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh
1: my god <laughs> like you are so rude and so arrogant and you talk down to everyone oh god and is this someone in your family
0: or just like a friend
1: oh it was just um like i don't know someone in music like band or whatever i don't even know i can't quite think of the top of my head but you do get one and um yeah you just think to yourself you're never going to get anywhere in this industry if you're going to be so rude to people and you're going to talk down to them and be so like i mean there was this one guy when i was in uni and i was you know i was switching around people in my band quite regularly because you know one guy he was really into like rock music so he was playing in a pop country band wasn't really his vibe necessarily but bless him you know he still jumped on board and he played the songs and it was fun um but i had this one person join me once and it was fine until it wasn't and i mentioned something to him one day of we need to make sure these cover songs are really tight because Mm. people know these songs if you mess up they're gonna know and he rolled his eyes at me and went okay oh wow wow all right that's so rude and i don't know why you think you're gonna get anywhere with that attitude yeah
0: like i'm (laughs) not gonna hire someone that's no
1: and after that that, that. i mean we went into covid and whatever lockdown and i had a new band you know over lockdown they lived closer to me it made more sense it wasn't that i had fallen out with like my band or people that i was working with at the time that wasn't the case it was just more convenient to work with these guys um but i thought These guys are lovely, they're great, and they're easy to work with, and they Mm. listen to me. But yeah, you you always get one, and it's just, man.
0: And that one person was Ed Sheeran.
1: (laughs) 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 And what has he ever done Uh, since then? God's sake, Ed Sheeran, what are you doing? (laughs) I totally get the whole anxiety of meeting someone uh for the first time because i get that as well over the past couple of years i've had interesting experiences with people in the music business where Mm -hmm they're not necessarily the nicest and they just insult me and i've had that more so the past year and a half yeah from people who i don't even work with but they say if you listen to me i can make you famous yes yeah. <laughs> and it's like okay you're gonna promise me the world and then not reply to my calls yeah cool. okay <laughs> yeah, i understand yeah. typical
0: but, blokes <laughs> uh, honestly
1: and and you know i take it on the chin and i think okay let's see how far this can go you know if this will go anywhere if I can work with this person and it doesn't work out, but not until they have a go at me or yeah. insult me for something yeah. or say that I suck. And that's kind of made me a bit more nervous to meet new people yeah. in the music business now. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why that's happened. Cause I always used to be fine with it, but yeah. now it's almost as though I have this guard up.
0: You get of, to a certain level, don't you? When you, when you first start out, everyone's like friends and everyone's yeah. like, oh, we're cool, really, really yeah. supportive. And then you get to a point where, oh, why is Dan doing that? Like I should be doing that. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Why I should be doing that? And it seems to be like, Oh, I don't want to piss anyone off, but yeah. I've got to keep doing my own
1: yeah. my yeah. own thing. I exactly. mean, this is
0: this is the second time we met, so were you anxious driving up today?
1: You know, I kind of I I was and I wasn't because I knew you were friendly and we had spoken like a few times. Thought, so yeah, he seems like really nice. And also I know John and everyone, they speak very highly of you. Oh, cool. That's so good. I, I knew yeah, that's, you were going to yeah, be nice. That makes it a lot easier. Yeah. That's nice. That's good. But I was still thinking, obviously, you know, how is this going to go? You know, are we going to like get on fine? And we do. And I think yeah. that's, yeah, it's That's what cool. I got
0: in contact with Nia a few days ago because I've got this EP that I wanted to write. And I was like, you know, what, I'm going to collaborate with Nia on this because I like her stuff. Um, and uh what's my point (laughs) oh yes yeah so I got near around to um just listen to these songs and for me that was quite it's kind of a new experience because normally I'd send songs to you or someone that I'm writing with and say Mm. what do you think of these but this time it was you sat in the room with me Mm. listening to the songs (laughs) and some of them I haven't even heard since demoing them and you can tell like some of the demos (laughs) of me going you know like proper Uh, voice note demos where it's like that sounds all right and then just making up lyrics i totally get that so that so that was quite kind of anxiety based but Mm -hmm. it was kind of fine because i kind of thought like well she knows what a good song is so she's either going to like this or not (laughs) so i'll know in the next two and a half minutes yeah. whether she's actually going to like this or not.
1: Yeah, so like, and I did. Yeah, I do. I did like all the songs you showed me, even like the sort of rough phone, like memo ones. I mean, I have voice memos that sound the same, so I don't judge. Great. It's like, I'm not going to be funny about it, but you can hear the potential of it. Great. And so I think it sounds really cool. So That's I good. do like oh, the songs. Good. Like so hopefully,
0: vibe. you know,
1: <laughs> watch this <hopefully> space. <laughs> we'll see
0: you guys at the top of the chart. <laughs> I once saw a guy, um, me and my wife went to go see Jack White and uh, he had a support act and he was a rapper
1: huh.
0: and um jack white's really like he's quite cool with shows he doesn't let you bring your phone in like you have to oh, right. you, you get given this pouch and you got to put your phone in the pouch and they won't unlock it until the end of the show oh, it was right. it was awesome and then um, this rapper came on he was doing his normal songs and then before he left he went right guys i just want to um I just want to do something a bit different now like i want to play some phone demos and like show you what like i'm going to cut, what's going to come out next oh. and it was literally him going <laughs> and he's like yeah and he's like running around the stage like oh my god and then he's like yeah and this is gonna be the chorus yo yo and he was like this is amazing like and he's just literally playing songs from his phone and i was oh, like that's funny. a fucking cool way of doing it like yeah. get it out in front of a proper audience like just shit phone yeah, demos that's guess a great way to go over it
1: oh i do love that though i mean i love hearing artists i really love and hearing their rough voice memos of a song they were working on and then you get to hear the full thing yeah later the full on. thing i do love it i think it's so interesting and yeah. fascinating
0: def cab have just i think a few years ago they released like one of my favorite albums is plans by def cab and they've released plans as the demo versions and i was like this mm. is fucking cool that and some cool. of the some of the versions you're like that's actually better than the like there's just more heart in <laughs> yeah. that in the in the demo version and that, that's mm. what normally happens with artists you get there's more heart and soul in the first demo because that's when it Definitely. first first it's comes fresh. out yeah
1: and no, then when it goes to yeah. a
0: studio and gets produced all nicely with like yeah. you know three other people involved it's a bit like oh yeah no it's cool it's, it's just, just good yeah. <laughs> it sounds good it's good melody
1: no i i get that
0: so what causes your anxieties do you know
1: mm.
0: it's a tough question to answer yeah. i think
1: what causes them you know again i i've been very lucky with having a support system mm-hmm. and having my mum, especially like my dad he's all about sort of Business stuff, so yeah, I go cool. to him if I have a question about that's that. That's great. Uh, but my mum, she's the one I talk to about anything that's on my mind, and so great. she's really helped me. If I'm ever nervous about something, uh, I I think I'm quite. What's the word? um I. I only have flare-ups of feeling a bit anxious about something. Uh, like, for instance, in the summer, I had something go on and it, it made me really, really nervous because it yeah. was just confrontation. And I think right. confrontation is like a lot a to do one, with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I can talk to my mum about it and she talks me down and she's like, it's fine, nice. don't worry. And she listens and she's great. And yeah, I don't know if I could really do all this if I didn't have her to talk to. She's like my yeah. therapist. Um, I don't think
0: a lot of people could do um yeah. especially do music full-time if they didn't have supportive yeah. parents or supportive friends yeah that, exactly because you get you a lot get. of the um like you go to like a family gathering or whatever and there's normally you know an auntie or an uncle that doesn't know the business yeah and they're like so what do you do for work now then and you go "Oh, i play guitar all <laughs> oh, right but what do you actually uh, yeah. what do you do for work <laughs> oh uh I play guitar. Yeah. No, but what do you do from nine to five? Oh, I'm normally asleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. So and... it's
0: those kind of people. You kind of okay. You understand that they're not yeah. in the industry, so they don't know. They don't they even think that a, a, a musician is a bedroom guitarist for their first guitar or ed sheeran yeah there's there's no in between between. it's just like why aren't you on top of the pops yeah because that show hasn't been running for about 20 years
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i totally get that and i think for me if i do ever feel anxious about something it's either um if a a big show's coming up and i'm with a band you know it's always if i'm with a band and i will say with the band i've got now you know john and everyone they're awesome and the last show I played with them I didn't have to really think about what they were doing because I just know they're gonna nail it it, but it's still you know it's on me of Mm. oh my gosh okay what am I gonna do like I need to make sure I'm I'm rehearsed and you know if I need to sell tickets I need to make sure I sell this many tickets and what if no one shows up and like my band are playing to an empty room like what's gonna happen that makes me quite nervous these days and the other thing is just bad confrontation you know which you know I haven't had a lot of that recently but last year there was quite yeah you know growing pains really I think that's what it is you're sort of learning about the industry and getting maybe a little bit more confident and some people disagree with you some people don't like what you've written and you know it's all just a learning yeah but aside from that very lucky to have my mum and and my dad I can talk to my dad as well about whatever I'm feeling but yeah my mum's the one I go to for all that stuff (laughs)
0: that's great that's really good to have I have um like my mum and dad are super supportive like my dad um I put a post out the other day like he just bought me that guitar just for like he was like, oh, you know, I, I don't spend the money on myself oh, and it makes you nice. happy. And he knows, you know, I'm a musician with no money. So, <laughs> so he's like, yeah, you know, you'd like it. You know, it's limited edition. So I'll get you it. And my mum's so nice. super, um like super proud. Like she's mm. always just been super proud. Me and my sister, me and my sister used to do um gigs together, like two part harmony, vocal oh, stuff. Cool. And um, my mum would just like, absolutely love it. Like you can always oh. see her there. Like at Christmas, I'll bring the guitar home or the keys or whatever home. And my mum's just like sat on the sofa like she's got her phone onto her side oh. like filming like secretly and stuff. It's quite cute. Yeah, you know, so it's lovely. Sweet. And then yeah. um, I was working here once when I moved into this new studio and I was sorting out the snake that goes around there. Sorry, not the snake, the <laughs> the loom. It's American to call it a snake. Uh-huh. Um, the, all the cables that are running around the thing. And I was doing yeah. that and I had that planned for the day and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then my dad turns up and he's like, all right i've just bought you a kitchen area should we should we put it in and i was like Aww. yeah cool let's do that so like we shoved the kitchen area <laughs> yeah. in and then you know as it was finished my mum turns up with like a load of food like Aww. biscuits and crisps and stuff and she goes, yeah put them in your in your little cup. and i was like oh yeah That's couldn't, so sweet. you couldn't do this job without
1: yeah you gotta have you know if i had people. if i if you
0: had parents that are constantly going when you're going to get a proper job like yeah. you'd be like okay, maybe I should get a proper job. Maybe I should go work yeah. in a coffee shop <laughs> or whatever.
1: Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, there, there's been a few people, well, I say a few, um, like one in particular, where they, you know, my parents have always been very involved in what I do, but not in a way of they tell me what to do.
0: Yeah, Like yeah. we're
1: we're very equal and whatever I say to them, they just give me advice if I need it or if I ask for it. So they're not those sort of, you hear those horror stories, don't you, about like upcoming artists and their parents are saying, you should do this. And they're talking to the managers. They call it a mummager, don't they? A mummager, yeah. My parents are not like that at Mm. all. And they're, they're great. And there was this one person and, he just did not like the fact that they were on my side and oh, they're really? supporting me, and he tried to twist it into something that it wasn't, into like a momager situation. Oh, right. And I thought, man, but the thing is, I don't know what you want really because what's he getting I, out of that? Yeah, I thought if my parents aren't involved or supporting me, rooting me on, like my self confidence is going to be shot. Yeah. Like I'm not going to have anything to go on um but it's crazy some people see it in a negative way they think oh your parents you know they support you but like i bet they tell you you know i bet they're the ones calling the shots and it's like no it's such a weird thing it's it's strange isn't it i mean you know with my record company uh they're great with that they they love that my dad is with me on certain meetings or whatever they they totally support that which is great. So
0: you're, you say your parents aren't musical, but your your no. dad's quite business. Yeah, yeah, so he's good. quite that's business minded, that's and great. that's
1: really handy to have. And yeah, my mum's like me. We're just, it's quite funny because <laughs> I was going to say emotional. <laughs> like my mum's like me, emotional. She's not, but we think of things in a more emotional way. Whereas cool. my dad's like, no, it's black and white. <laughs> yeah, great, that's cool. <laughs> but that's because he's more business minded, yeah. and I'm not. And um, I want to be. Uh, what do so, they do? Yeah. Well, so my mum used to be a teacher. Um, my dad oh my gosh you hear that meme of i don't know what my dad does i don't know what (laughs) my dad does he's told me a million friends like
0: you don't (laughs) don't really know what his job is I
1: don't know what he does something to do with like businesses and fixing them up I don't even know um but yeah my mum used to be a teacher but she hasn't done that for well since my brother and I were born um but she just sees things the way I do because her dad he was an opera singer so she saw a lot of the music industry growing up so she learned a lot from that in her childhood um, so, for and instance, how to deal with
0: musicians? Yeah, and, yeah, exactly.
1: For instance, you know what I said earlier about me being really shy growing up. She's the one that said you need to script out things that you say mm. in between songs yes. because this isn't coming naturally to you, and that's fine. But if you yeah. want to do this, this is what you got to do. Yeah. Because her dad did that, even though he was, you know, touring the world and like really like big in the opera scene, he still knew what he was going to yeah. say in between songs, yeah. and everything was rehearsed to a T. So she gave me those like bullet points to be honest to take on and, and learn and sort of put into my sets Yeah. and yeah it's been really helpful to have her she's not a musician Yeah. and you know that she, probably helps though it definitely helps, helps the fact that she grew up and she saw it hmm. but she's not necessarily a musician yeah. and then my dad does whatever he does i don't know my friend thought he was a spy once <laughs> i was yeah. like i don't know what he does don't ask me he's a spy <laughs> But yeah, but it's good to have those two on board.
0: It's been a nice learning of you, this. Um, yeah. So before you go, yeah, what have you got coming up? What's What's been going oh gosh, on? Gosh,
1: what have I got coming up? Um, well, I am going to Memphis end of March, New, New Orleans and Memphis, doing some more gigs out there. Nice. So back in the summer, I went out to Tennessee. I did. I think two weeks in Memphis, one week in Nashville. And I went with my brother, which was really fun. Right. And, you know, I was there singing my songs. He was there drinking beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was a vibe. It was funny. And uh, it was really fun to go out there with him. Uh, but I'm going back out yeah this this march slash april with my brother again yeah um because he loved memphis so much he loves blues music so he really enjoyed it so he wanted to come back out which is awesome so i'll just be playing some more gigs out there and aside from that in the uk i'm just gonna be writing more songs recording more great um i don't have anything currently planned with releases (laughs) but yeah we'll be releasing more music this year and then playing gigs obviously with my band and solo (laughs) awesome that sounds great yeah um
0: yeah we went to memphis and new orleans we did the whole nashville memphis and new orleans and so cool my wife loved memphis she wanted to live out there but
1: oh, nice. i preferred
0: new orleans just because it smelled a bit dirty
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so i was like i'd I'm like so... to live in new orleans it's great yeah because it um, is a swamp isn't it Essentially, yeah new orleans, like, yeah a swamp thing.
1: i'm so excited to oh, go i just i can't wait for that my brother wanted to go for mardi gras but yeah. we kind of like we missed that because that's in february isn't it i think yeah, I'm not I not sure, is. But yeah, we're going to go end of March instead. But I think that'll be fun because you've got all the locals back there. It's not as touristy, as It's not as I touristy, I yeah. I
0: mean, Nashville was very touristy. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's hen do and stag do like <laughs> yeah. on those bikes. Yeah, like, I was going
1: to say, like those little, yeah, bus, those little things bus things. They pedal yeah. with the drinks in the head. Yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just one guy on the front, like just stone-faced. He just can't yeah. be bothered to be there. He's just been, I've been doing this for eight hours now. <laughs> but um, there's a place in New Orleans that it's down Bourbon Street where you got to go to the French Quarter as well in New Orleans yeah. and they've got this like this place that they, they sell beige, net, beige nets, I think they're called. But they oh, right. only sell one thing on the menu and that's it. And it's just like this like pastry with just caked in icing sugar and the floor is just covered in sugar like it's mental yeah it's it's amazing um but they sell one thing and that's it you just just (laughs) say how many you want but there's a there's a place in bourbon street i can't remember what it's called but they do a they do a drink called the granette the hand grenade and it comes in like a long green tube okay and i said to the guy oh what's in it and he was like can't tell you that i was like (laughs) What do you mean? He's like, he's like, it's a secret. We're not allowed to tell you what's in the drink. And I was oh my like, God, okay, really? Surely that's health and safety. Yeah, <laughs> like, I
1: mean, New Orleans. So I mean, America have different rules, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> don't give a
0: fuck, mate. But yeah, I have one of them, and yeah, we. I was just drinking this. Like, we went on this. Like, there's a, like a lovely park with like Louis Armstrong like statues oh, cool. and stuff. it's beautiful. And then I'm just stood there, <laughs> like, like everyone's like taking nice pictures and being all touristy with the family and stuff, and then I'm there tattoos beard holding <laughs> this long like drink called a hand grenade green drink and i'm just like hey oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah try a That's hand grenade so it's uh,
1: <laughs> i'm sure yeah my brother will off. be there like i mean i don't know if i'm gonna be playing a gig in new orleans because we're only there for like three nights i think yeah. um so i know like we want to go out one night do one of the swamp tours hmm. and what you just mentioned french quarters i think yeah, we're gonna do, do that. that yeah so I don't know if I'll play a game, but if I am, I'll make sure Reese's there with his hand grenade Yeah. because that would be so funny because yeah. he's always drinking his beers. He's he's there in the audience and now he has a hand grenade. That sounds so weird, hand grenade. Yeah. If someone just yeah. tuned in at this point. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's there holding a hand grenade in the uh, middle of New Orleans. What? What's going on?
1: But it does sound interesting. How yeah. long were you there for?
0: I think we did the drive. The drive was cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we were in Nashville for like two or three days. Hmm. And then we went to Memphis for like four days and then New Orleans for three or four days. So it was, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was so good. We stopped off in, on the way from Memphis to New New Orleans, we stopped off in Jackson and Mm. there is nothing to do in Jackson. Like it was, there was literally like, it was just like derelict. There was nothing there. Mm. And then just this like, all right hotel. So it was like. (laughs) parked our car up and just stay in the hotel and then the next day we're just like let's just get out of here let's just get straight to new Orleans. there's yeah. nothing to do there but yes. you need that break yeah
1: you do there's are you driving or are you gonna... i am driving oh, yeah also. so that's gonna be interesting it's like a five and a half hour drive I think, does your brother from... drive he doesn't know hmm. so yeah i'm gonna be doing that which is is fine but the roads are so straight They're so
0: straight and so big yeah it's like so last time
1: i did that in the summer we drove from Nashville to Memphis. It was only like a three hour journey, but because it was so straight and long for so long, my eyes were going, I was yeah. so tired. Because it, it's like you're not thinking. It's an automatic car, yeah, you know, you don't you have just, think about gears. You just drive. I just I thought I need to stop because this you is You need a hand so grenade, mate. Fun. You just get a hand <laughs> grenade. <laughs> yeah. Woo You know, America. Oh, awesome. Yeah, America. <laughs> woo woo.
0: All right, yeah. Thanks for chatting on the podcast. Um
1: thanks for having me.
0: That oh these headphones are cold. That was <laughs> That was Nia Nichols talking on the Stage Fright podcast. If you would like to help out the show, please sign up to my Patreon where, for the price of half a coffee a month, you'll get early access, ad-free, higher quality versions of the pod, as well as some extra bonus bits and conversations. Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. Email me any thoughts and ideas you might have for the pod. Allrightstagefright at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram if you want. You don't have to. There's some cool photos of me and Elliot on there though. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.